for anyone out there who's having a difficult experience in dating or who got blindsided and and heartbroken or cheated on or divorced because of infidelity, whatever it is, it's like, you're not alone. And it's really hard out there. And it's just hard to recognize how many people there are around you who want to support you and uplift you because it just feels so isolating, the things we go through. Welcome to Manifestable. I'm your host, Danette May, and each week I will bring you epic guests and live coaching where you can come to receive profound breakthroughs, courage to break old patterns, and live into your soul's purpose. My mission is to remind people of their power and that they have the control to tap into their energy to achieve extraordinary things. Today, I am chatting with Alana Dune, the millennial and Gen Z dating expert and host of the Seeing Other People podcast. After a two-year stint as Hinge's lead content creator, she started to create her own podcast called Seeing Other People to help daters all over the world feel less alone and more empowered in their dating lives. She has been interviewed on over 100 podcasts and has been featured in the New York Times, the Washington Post, Pop Sugar, and Bustle, and has received nominations for the Webby Awards and the Shorty Awards. Now, on this episode, we're going to dive into some very juicy advice, she says, about if you're going to put stuff up on a dating app, she has some good advice for you. You can get all of her information in the show notes, where to find her on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and her website as well, and her podcast, Seeing Other People. Let's get started. I am so excited to drop in with you today. And I always like wait until they like record because so many nuggets can happen in like 30 seconds to one minute. And I can already tell you're like pretty magnificent. Like you're a, you're a go-getter. You got like this energy that comes out of the screen already. <laughs> so I want to, we're going to dive into all the things because you are on the Manifestable podcast. And I want to know about how do daters, when you call them Gen Xs, why don't we do this first? What's a Gen X? What are the age groups of a Gen X? You're asking me? I have to go ask Google. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gen what is X. What's the Gen X? I actually don't know. That's true. Because people use these terms and I'm like millennials, Gen Xs. Gen Xs currently 43 to 58. Okay. And then a millennial is what? What age? 27 oh, to 42. Three? <laughs> and Gen okay. Z is 11 to 26 and everyone else is doomed. <laughs> everyone else is doomed. <laughs> okay, quick question from your standpoint. When it comes to dating now, do you think people in the age group, let's just call them millennials because we just now identified that age group. Do you feel like they're using the power of their mind more than maybe the generation of Gen X and beyond the older generation to attract their soulmate? I do feel like there is a group of people out there who are really trying to. I feel like social media has kind of spread the word about like manifestation and really figuring out like who you are and what you want and going after it in a way where maybe it was less normalized before. That being said, I think 
that millennials are also using their mind in a really counterproductive way by overthinking and overanalyzing everything way more than we ever should even have the ability to do so with every text message, every like, every swipe. I think we're actually like doing ourselves a disservice by thinking into those things when there are so many other things that would benefit us from analyzing and thinking about. Wow, that makes total sense. Because I watched a few reality shows with my younger daughter because she thinks it's super fun. And I'm always like, did you watch that behavior? I'm like, she's creating the drama because she's actually thinking all these thoughts that are actually not even true. Therefore, she ends up getting and creating that in her reality with that guy. And my daughter's like, what? I'm like, yeah, the power of the mind. Like, be very careful. (laughs) It is really crazy. I'm a firm believer that like people self-sabotage and and dig themselves into a hole just by thinking things or like hanging on to this one thing that somebody said or, well, they said this, but did that, but they still said it, even though like we all know the phrase actions speak louder than words, but, but if somebody said something, then that must be true or, well, they know that we said this. So I think we end up just spiraling and, and really getting ourselves into shitty situations that otherwise would have just been normal and you would have been able to coast right through. I want to ask you because you're obviously a hustler, you're a businesswoman, you went into this business, you have your own podcast and all these things that you're doing. What made you get on this show? Like what made you come on this particular show? Like what did you want to share? What you felt was important to be here? I think, you know, obviously you talk a lot about manifesting and the power of the mind. And that's something that I haven't really dove into much, but I'm really trying to learn. And I have friends who are so into specifically manifesting and they're trying to teach me about it. And it's something that I've always like resisted. Like I'm not like woo woo at all, but I'm really trying to lean in like, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? It sounds like this is like a good thing. Maybe I could benefit from it. So I think for me, it's it's about learning and expanding my own mind. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions then, because you, when I read your bio, which you guys, I, I mentioned the bio at the beginning of this a little bit, but I wanted to share, ask you like, okay, you started at Hinge, right? Is this what kind of moved you into this platform? Yes. How did you create your platform? Not like the logisticals, but using, because I think you're already manifesting because you obviously created what you created, what you're in right now. So can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, I started like kind of building my own brand while I was at Hinge, just kind of by opening up about my personal dating struggles. And as I did that, it really connected with people. So people wanted to get to know me better. They wanted to stick around. They wanted to follow. They wanted more from me. Because at the time, most people weren't being vulnerable like that on social media. It was really scary to do. It wasn't like something that everyone was doing. It was a little groundbreaking at the time. So that's kind of what led me to it. And for me, I always wanted to help people. And I tried that in a variety of ways. And this seemed to really be the way that stuck and that made the biggest impact. And it wasn't like, oh, I went on this date last night and here's this thing this person said, or I can't believe like this guy texted me this, like we hate him, we hate men. It was like, here's real shit that happened to me and here's how it impacted me. And yeah, I feel like I'm at rock bottom right now, but like, we're going to get through this together. And if I can get through it, you can get through it too. Yeah. So what do you feel like your podcast helps most like people to know that they're not alone and to navigate this dating world that we're in right now? Exactly. That It's that key thing that's helping people feel less alone because we've all gone through things where we feel like nobody else could possibly understand. 
what I feel right now. Nobody has ever been this heartbroken. Nobody's ever felt this betrayed. But that's not true. So many people have experienced similar things. I feel like we think like we're so unique. And in some ways we are, but in many ways, our experiences aren't unique at all. And that's not a bad thing. That means that there are other people out there who get it, who understand us and who we can commiserate with and learn from. So for anyone out there who's having a difficult experience in dating or who got blindsided and and heartbroken or cheated on or divorced because of infidelity, whatever it is, it's like, you're not alone. And it's really hard out there. And it's just hard to recognize how many people there are around you who want to support you and uplift you because it just feels so isolating, the things we go through. Did you start this podcast before what we call COVID <laughs> happened? No, I didn't. So I was planning to start a podcast for about six months before COVID happened when I was at Hinge. And we recorded the first episode and then the world shut down. And it was like, oh, do we like wait for it to pass? Or do we like figure out how to record this over Zoom? And we figured out how to record over Zoom. And it ended up being so impactful being able to do it during COVID, especially when people felt alone. And just starting the podcast and doing it when I was at Hinge, that was really a a light bulb moment for me of realizing like, this is what I need to be doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, from my perspective, obviously, I'm a little older, and I haven't actually used any dating apps ever. I'm kind of feel like I'm in a new world where reality TV and reality dating, like you got Love is Blind, you've got these reality shows that are coming out hot, especially around relationships, right? So you're watching there's society, social media is at an all-time climb. And I just feel like I'm like, honestly, like if I was single or if for someone who's single, like really single and like genuinely choosing to be with somebody and genuinely going, hey, I'm ready for this. I'm like, wow, I'm wondering what this is like because I don't know, I've watched some of these reality shows and I'm like, this is terrifying, terrifying. It seems like such a shit show terrifying. And I'm, I think it's probably impacting because I can only relate in the fitness realm, biggest loser. I was like, this is nothing like losing weight. And they, all these reality dating shows, I'm probably want to tell people, don't hold on. It's probably nothing like this. It's not like this. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like with the reality dating shows, I feel like the people who watch them, and, and I'm a big fan of all the shows you mentioned, I feel like for me, it's like, I yes, the drama is entertaining, but I have this belief that true love exists. Like I am a hopeless romantic and I want to see those beautiful moments of the start of someone's relationship. And yeah, it doesn't always work out, but it doesn't in real life either. I hope that people can watch these shows and think of like, okay, these are people who are being really, really brave and putting themselves out there to find love. And guess what? My experience is not going to be streamed worldwide for everybody to see, but I still have to be brave by putting myself out there. And guess what? There could be this incredible payoff at the end in the form of human connection or a relationship. But I think it's important to realize like just getting into a relationship or getting engaged or getting married, like that's not the win that you need to be trying to strive for. The win is learning things every step of the way. And so I try and encourage people like, we put so much pressure on a first date, especially if you've talked to the person before. It's a setup and you're like, oh, well, this person already... like Some third party thinks that me and this person are meant to be or would get along, whatever. Like, No. Take the pressure off. Take a step back. The point of a first date or any date isn't to say, okay, this is the person I'm going to marry. Like, This is it. It needs to go well. No. 
it's to have fun and to learn something. And so I hope people can kind of take a step back and just realize like, it's about making human connection. It's about learning about yourself. It's about learning about what you do want, what you don't want, what feels good for you, what doesn't, what boundaries you can push a little, what boundaries you need to make a little stricter and just really making every step a learning process instead of like, okay, I need to find the one. And if this date doesn't go well, then I suck and I'm not deserving of love. Yeah. Wow. I have a girlfriend who is 45. And she is using like a dating concierge. She like travels all over the US. She has a lot of money. So she has this dating concierge. Why not? She, yeah, she just told me, I just actually just talked to her and she said, so I have to ask you guys, can I share something a little vulnerable with you? You probably know by now that I'm a health expert, fitness professional, that I've coached thousands of people to living a healthier life. But the truth is sometimes I don't get enough vegetables and greens in my day. Yeah, I even struggle with this, you guys. And I know the power of superfoods with greens and micronutrients. But here's the deal. I live a busy life just like you. And not all the time do I want to eat a big salad with wheatgrass in it and micronutrients and probiotics and all the things that actually are really great for my body. But most green juices on the market are disgusting. They literally taste like licking the bottom of a lawnmower, let alone getting my kids to drink is just not going to happen. So I set out to try to make the best green juice on the market. One that's packed with actually all the nutrients. It's not watered down. It's organic, has all your trace minerals, it has your probiotic and all your superfood greens like spirulina, wheatgrass, all your fruits and vegetables in one serving. But the biggest key here is it needed to taste amazing. And I'm so happy to tell you, we created Island Bliss. And the reason it is called Island Bliss is because it tastes like you're sipping an Island Bliss drink on a beach. I'm not even joking. This tastes like orange dreamsicle. It is so delicious, but it has all of your vegetables, all of your fruit servings, your probiotics, your superfoods, and your trace minerals in one serving. It tastes so good. Kids will drink it just with water. I throw it in just plain water and ice. I sometimes throw it in my smoothies. It is super simple, super delicious. And right now for all of you, this is a one-time order here. What you can do is you can get your Island Bliss by going to earthechofoods.com. So like I said, go to earthechofoods, E-A-R-T-H, echo, E-C-H-O, foods.com and use the code MANIFESTABLE manifestable for 15% off your order at checkout. This is a huge discount. Trust me, you're going to love it. You're going to absolutely be amazed at the taste. You're going to get all of your superfoods in. Now I don't miss a beat. I take this traveling with me everywhere. It is so delicious. I actually find that it helps me not snack on sugary things because it is kind of naturally sweet. It's so good. So it actually helps me with my health goals. So I promise you, your body's going to thank me. So go ahead and go to earthechofoods.com. At the checkout, use the word manifestable, M-A-N-I-F-E-S-T-I-V-A-L, manifestable for 15% off your order at checkout. I love you guys. You know, I changed my mind around this because she really is looking for somebody like, obviously, you don't just pay money for a dating concierge to go on dates. You like are looking for your person. Right. But at the same time, she's like, I'm missing the point. 
She's like, I'm missing the point because I just need to enjoy that date and enjoy that I'm meeting someone new. And if I can just stay in that, then it's actually going to be really fun. And that's the whole point anyway. She's like, I'm meeting really cool people. doesn't matter if it turns into a relationship or not. I'm actually discovering a lot. So you nailed it because she was like, this is where the whole thing's going to shift for her. And I know this from a manifesting standpoint. I'm like, bingo. Just stay in the joy, stay in the curiosity. It's your only job. It's your only job. You don't have to like be 10 steps ahead in the moment. Just enjoy. Exactly. Because we also miss some of the most incredible, meaningful moments of our life because we're so focused on the next thing. And we're not actually enjoying what's right in front of us. Who's right in front of us? Like we're always trying to think, okay, well, I'm here, but how do I get there? Like you get a promotion at work. You're in this new role. It's like, okay, well, how do I get the next one? Like, no. Take a minute. You're there now. Yeah. Months. Like, be proud of yourself. Enjoy. Soak up everything there is to offer about this new role, the new people you're exposed to, the new things that you get to do and learn. And then down the line, once you've been there for a while, once you're settled, once you feel like, okay, I'm not being challenged. I need to like do my next thing. I need to look towards what's next. Like, then you can figure out, okay, how do I get the next promotion? But you have to enjoy where you're at. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And that I think is a fundamental part of manifesting, honestly, is being present and enjoying, enjoy, enjoy where you're at. And then the rest kind of unfolds. It's really powerful. Wow. Okay. So I want to know something that you have created or something you're choosing to create. And we, I could actually maybe even, I'm just curious what's beating in your heart, like something that might be wanting to be expressed or come out. I don't know if you're talking about it now, but I'm feeling something's coming, like something that you're wanting to express or create. There's something that I really, really want to happen that I have taken steps towards having it happen, but I'm not allowed to talk about it. So yes, you're right. But I can't talk about it at all. (laughs) Otherwise, I would risk it not happening. Totally, totally. Okay, so let's go through it without you saying it, what it actually is. And then let's break it down because you're actually a manifester. I can already tell because you create, you're actually a creator. And so let's just break it down without saying that thing. But let's just say, do you have an end date when you would love to know if it's in fruition in your mind? Yes, I. that would be like August. Uh, so soon, couple soon. months. You're yes. like, I would like to see it in the 3D fruition state by end of August. Yes. Cool. And then when did that first vision for this start? Like a few years ago. A few years ago. This is exciting. <laughs> You're definitely going to have to come back and tell me once it's in fruition. Okay, so it's a few years. So I want to bring this up because a lot of times people they lose the fact that they actually are a manifester because of the time that we as humans say it taking. So she just said three years ago, and now it's like almost close to possibly two months. And even if it's six months from now, it's still a miracle. It's still miraculous. Because I want to just bring that up because as humans, we're like, oh, it didn't happen in six months, whether it's manifesting a partner, right? Like when you're in that relationship, you're not going to be like, well, dang, I wish that happened a year, like a year after I thought of it. You're just going to be grateful it's in the moment. <laughs> so, and it happens on the timeline that it is meant to happen on. Cause absolutely. I mean, even not, not to change the subject, but like with my fiance, we always say, like, had we gone out on a date three or six months earlier, a year earlier, 
it wouldn't have worked because we weren't like ready to meet each other and actually be in a place where we could form a relationship. Actually see each other. Yeah. And really appreciate what it is. That's really cool. So, okay. So I'm going to back up. So first step is recognizing time as an illusion. And you're just going to like surrender to this idea of time. Second is I want to know how much time do you spend without even maybe aware of it, visualizing and feeling into this thing? How long over those three years would you, do you think once a week, once a day, just visualizing it, feeling it, seeing it? Not that often until maybe six months ago. Okay, you just knew you thought of it at one time. That kind of there were, just, yes, there were there were thoughts like a few times a year of like oh that uh, I would love that. That's cool. Yeah, that's epic. okay. And now in the last six months, it's rubbed up because it's maybe felt a little bit more like tangible. Like oh, it's coming. Correct. There, there was a potential opportunity. I've now taken the steps that I could take to make it happen, and now it is completely out of my control. I love this. Okay, so I just want to like unpack this because this is really powerful. Time, an illusion. Two, she did actually think through this, like thought about it. was like, that would be cool. That would be exciting. Awesome. Didn't ruminate on it. Didn't be like, oh, I have to have it now. Kind of was like, cool. Every now and again, once a year, put it out. Then when she started seeing manifestations of it in a physical form, about six months ago, she started going, ooh, this is exciting. It's maybe a little closer. Then started feeling it a little bit more, but it was already planted. The seed was already planted, basically like under the dirt. And then six months ago, she saw a little sprout of it and it gets a little more exciting because then you start thinking about, oh, that little plant's going to do a lemon or an orange. And I'm going to think about the lemon and the orange. How cute. Oh my gosh, are they going to be little or are they going to be big? So you think about a little bit more because you actually see the sprout. (laughs) This is so exciting. Okay, now I want to ask, because this is the the third piece to it, is action. How much action now that you're like, okay, I see this little bud above the soil And now I'm kind of thinking about it a little bit more in the last six months. How much action have you had to put towards this or have chosen to put towards it? As much as I was able to, which is not as much as I would have liked to. I'm very much like, like it's like a go-getter, like we'll do everything I can to make something happen, but limited capability to do that in this situation. So did everything I could when I had the chance to, and now I wait. Okay, she just did three and four all right now. She said, I did everything I could when it came to actual movement, action, hands, tangible movement. And now there's not any more I can do. So now I pull and release away and I surrender to it and I see what comes. And so you are a manifester massively. You're just doing it. But it's like, it's funny because in these, in these contexts of everyone talking about it, they make it kind of mystical. And I'm like, it's not mystical. It's just very much to me, I can see the points and I can see like the energy lines of it. And I just wanted to bring that out to you because I'm really excited to see this in fruition and what you would call a fruition. And I call it fruition because it is like fruit. It's like looking at lemon, looking at an orange in real time and then eating it and smelling it. Amazing. And who cares if it's end of August? Great. Awesome. But if even if it happened probably in six months to a year, you'd still be pretty stoked. Exactly. (laughs) So I love it. She's in the surrender phase. And so that's it. That's really, really cool. I'll report back. (laughs) Report back. All right. And what else is happening in your life that you're creating? Sounds like you're engaged. 
I'm engaged. So planning a wedding, which is a tall task, but it's fun. I'm starting a new podcast as well. Another one. Another one with my best friend Carly. And that's been a ton of fun. We just recorded this week, the first seven episodes. What's the name of that one? Or can you say that name? Yeah. Yes. Life in Progress. We, we announced it Life earlier this in week. Life in Progress. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like that Check name. it out. Yeah. yeah. And what else is going on? Just trying to enjoy this phase of life and not wish it away looking to the next thing. Wow. Okay. So you must really like podcasting and really believe in this particular platform. I actually want to ask you a question around it because I'm new. This is new. Manifestable is quite new. It grew really fast. And I'm really grateful for that. But I think it's because of all the other work I did in in my past to grow my email list and everything else that made this podcast actually have some legs. But I want to know from you, why do you feel like podcast is such a great platform? for sharing a message and why you choose this over other platforms. I think people are really open to being more open and vulnerable on a podcast versus being on camera the entire time. Even though we are on camera, we're having conversation, but it doesn't feel like we're talking to 10, 100, 1,000, a million other people. It just feels like a personal one-on-one conversation. We're connecting. We're both opening up with each other. And I feel like that just leads to so much more impact and meaningful conversations versus... And I I obviously do a ton of video content, but it doesn't feel as authentic, no matter how authentic I try and make it. You know, like I, I definitely feel like when I record a video for TikTok or Instagram or wherever, like, I feel like I should be a little more presentable. And like, if I don't like the better I look, the more likely it is that it's going to perform well. Like the skimpier outfit I wear, the more views it's going to get. Like most of my podcasts, I show up as I am. I washed my hair, but I didn't do anything special with it. I'm wearing a, a plain black t-shirt and leggings. I don't have any makeup on. And it just feels so real. And I think that people feel that too. Wow. I love hearing that. Do you monetize on the back end of your podcast? Do you try to capture email, SMS, things like that? That I don't. I, I have ads, but I haven't done that. I do one-on-one sessions with people who want dating advice and dating app profile revamps and stuff like that, but I haven't done anything else. Oh, so you revamp people's dating profiles? Yes. <laughs> oh, they need wait, it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> can I? I know somebody on here is like, please ask her this. Do you have any like nuggets that's like a generic information you could share with someone who's like putting themselves out on a profile, like do's and don'ts. You would never send a resume into a job that you really want without taking time and effort and putting so much care into it, making sure it looks the way you want it to look, making sure it gets across the things that you've done in your past roles so that they can see that you are prepared to take on this role. People rush through their dating app profiles. They just want to put pictures up. They want to answer questions, make them seem as witty as possible so that they have their full profile. Like, Nonchalant. Yeah, no. You need to spend time, especially in your prompts, sharing information about yourself and sharing your passions and finding ways to put in nuggets of what people would want to, like what people would know to expect from you if they started to date you or even went on one date with you. So don't try and be witty. Don't try and say something funny if like you're not that funny. Like you have to be yourself and like come as you are, as weird as you are. Like the reason that 
my fiance and I, we matched on a dating app because I had a prompt in my profile that did not make me sound cool by any means, but it was true to who I was. It says, it said, I won't shut up about Sugarfish, which was my favorite restaurant, my dog Zoe, the Jonas Brothers, and whatever song I'm listening to on repeat right now. Most people who are Jonas Brothers fans would not write that they're a Jonas Brothers fan in their profile because that doesn't make them cool. But guess what? He messaged me and said, I also love the Jonas Brothers. And now we've been to seven Jonas Brothers concerts together. Like, you have to show off who you are. Oh, that's awesome. And then I think just go a step further. Know who you are. Know who you are. Like, get to know yourself. Like, what do you like? Sugarfish. Do you like this band? And like, be claim. Claim who you are. What do I like? Be proud of who you are. I need to eat at Sugarfish because everyone talks about it and I've never, ever eaten there. I've never had it. It's delivered. They deliver it, right? They deliver to you. They deliver. But you, but go. You have to go for your first experience. You have to be eating there is an experience in itself. You have to go. Oh, okay. Okay. That's my, when I come into the studio in September in LA, I'm going to go to Sugarfish. That's my, perfect. My to do's. Okay. (laughs) Amazing. That was actually really good advice. I really liked hearing that. Like, take some time and be real. That's awesome. So good. Well, as I finish this podcast episode up, I want to ask, is there something that you wish someone would ask you that no one does? Because you have been interviewed by so many people. That's a good question. I think one thing that I've I've leaned into a lot lately is about confidence. And I wish, I feel like we all, there are all so many, we all have misconceptions about ourselves. People know us on social media. People know us in person, even in real life. And Everybody makes assumptions. And I think they're, I think the question is like, what's a misconception about you? Yeah. What is the misconception about you? I'm not confident at all. No, <laughs> I, I would not. That's crazy. You're good at showing it though. Cause you just came on here. You're like, no makeup. You just came on like with fire. Like I felt you before you even opened your mouth. And like when you, as soon as you did, I was like, this girl knows who she is. And I'm probably going to leave this and overthink half the things I said. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. I love the vulnerability. I have vulnerability hangover too, all the time. Always. That's why I don't go out to lunch or dinner very often with people. (laughs) I relate. I'm like, the rest of the night, I will be questioning everything that I shared. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I love that. Thank you for that vulnerability. I love that. So you know what? I think you just keep going, girl, because you've got a fire in you that maybe you're not, you're just like stepping into it. You just are doing it however uncomfortable it is. And that's power in itself. That's all I can do. (laughs) Love it. Well, thanks so much for being on this episode. Appreciated chatting with you. And all the information about her is below, guys. I know I said it in the beginning, but you can click on the links below and get right direct connected to her. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Manifestable podcast. I so appreciate you being on. And I just want to say thank you for taking time to follow the podcast, to leave an honest review. It means the world to me. And please let me know. I would love to know in your reviews or on my latest Instagram post, Who do you want me to interview? Who sounds interesting to you that you would love to have on the podcast and any questions you might have for them? We're doing this together. Love you guys.